Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome in. This is Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. And we welcome into the studio this morning, Kathy Burwell. She's the president and CEO of the Helena Area Chamber of Commerce. Kathy, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always fun when you come in, and we never know exactly what we're going to talk about, but we always find something. We do. We do. <laughs> I think we have a lot of a lot of tidbits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and things are just moving along toward fall here in Helena. Cooler temperatures here today and uh, tomorrow. We might just be out of uh, summer, or almost out of summer. It, it's feeling pretty pretty much like we're dead in the middle of fall, but, uh, you know, uh, last year... Uh, September was the nicest month, and it looks like it's going to be that way this this month. <laughs> yeah, and I'm ready for it. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. I, I, this is the, the time of year that I love. I love yeah. doing stuff in the summer, but I love this weather. Yeah, and yeah. and this is great. It's not and, too hot, but it's not too cold. Either. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, you know, it, how have things been for our business community? this summer i mean as we get here now at the tail end i mean with tourism and uh, that's such an important part of right. helena business survival is the tourism industry right. what did that look like this year well the tourism was high in helena our occupancy was up and and uh you know the hotels did their best to fill as many rooms as they were able to uh keep turned over you know that's that's the issue is uh how many uh, workers do you have mm-hmm. that you can turn over the rooms? But uh, many of the hotels were at 100% all summer. So that, you know, the tourists were here. And, and um, I'm, I'm sure that the restaurants felt that. The, the problem was still with the restaurants not getting enough help. Right. We have a pretty fair number of restaurants that are closed on like Mondays and Tuesdays or, or whatever day of the week is their slow day. They're just closing because they have to let their workers have a day of rest. Yeah, well, and, and traditionally, as far as there's a couple things there, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to, to one of them. But traditionally, how much does the tourism sort of bleed into early fall? Do we, do we see that hanging um, on yes, a little it bit? Does. It does, especially uh, um, the retirees will mm-hmm. travel in the fall because they don't want to deal with the crowds in the summer, especially if they're going to the parks. Because you know the the parks were just you know record yeah record a record month every month oh it was unbelievable you know when they have to take reservations to drive over a road right right <laughs> you know so but I think the that uh, they've stopped taking those mm-hmm. for September and um, and I believe that you can go over the the passes um, they usually close that pass in Glacier Park though you know at least in October. You know, yeah, it doesn't close. stay open for very long. So if you're wanting to go up there, you'd have to go. In the summer, I guess they were letting people go across without a reservation if you went before 6 And then after. And then after 6. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with the retirees. I want to go when there's not so many yeah. people there. I don't want yeah. to escape on vacation to go yeah. into a traffic jam. Well, and, you know, I mean, the last few years it's been so crazy. Like down in Yellowstone Park, we have people who evidently have no idea what the rules are and they do the weirdest things and they put themselves in danger with the animals or they step off into the thermal crust and and um it's just amazing to me that people don't have a little more common sense than that (laughs) well you put that many people together you're you're bound to find a couple uh you know things uh you know you you mentioned i said we'd, we'd we'd circle back there things are better for businesses 
but they're they're not great. I mean, many businesses are still struggling, yeah, and and, and really the big thing is is trying to find workers right now. And it doesn't seem to matter. It's not just fast food industry or the hospitality. It, it's not one industry. Right. Everybody. Right. Well, and you got to remember, last year they had so much money available for businesses, the PPP money and and the grants through the state, and and a lot of people took advantage of that. But I've heard from several businesses. That um, especially businesses who had only one, you know, a sole proprietor or one or two employees, they weren't allowed to get much money. And if they did get money, it was a loan. It wasn't forgiven because they used it for payroll to keep people employed. And so those businesses are scrambling this year to try to pay those loans, start paying those loans off. And uh, so that's that's a a real issue for them. There's been. you know, we've have a, a few businesses that were depend dependent on events or on tours, trips and tours. They those people have been on unemployment. They have yeah. not had an income for fourteen months. And um, that's that's really sad for them when they had a booming business that was very popular. People love to go on trips and um, or they love to have events. And if you're an event planner, you know, what even you if you yeah. were planning events, you could put in a lot of work and then the event might have been canceled. So, you know, we had to, to uh, postpone our our big night out for the second year in a row. That That's disappointing. Um, but, you know, we have to make sure that people are safe. And we're, we really were disappointed that the coronavirus has reared its ugly head again. And, um, but you know, this is what's, what's happening and, and that's going to hit the hotels again this fall is there's been quite a few conferences in Helena that have been canceled or postponed to another time. And they were depending on that to help with their recovery. Okay. So we are starting to see that again. That was going to be my follow-up is events. Some events are moving forward. It's kind of surprising to me which ones are and which ones aren't. You know, I know um, our big night out was the day before the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, and they're going forward with their event. It's smaller than ours. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they have Larry the Cable Guy coming in. This, this There'll be several thousand people at that. You know, that's a, he's a very popular entertainer. And uh, so some events are moving forward. We actually have a business after hours tonight at SMA Architecture, and uh, we expect a, a, a fairly good-sized turnout for that. Um you know, so, but people have to do what's right for them. Yeah. We tell them, you know, if you need to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you, if you can't come because you have someone that, that at home that's, that you could uh, compromise or something, you have to do what's right for you. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think people also, the people who are on the extreme side of that would also be a little more forgiving of the people who are vaccinated and who are, are feeling differently than them. It's, it's, uh, Definitely a personal decision, I think. (laughs) President and CEO of the Helena Area Chamber of Commerce, Kathy Burwell, in with us this morning. And uh, in in some ways, things better for businesses. In some ways, things as tough as they've been. And, you know, Helena traditionally has had relatively low unemployment. Uh, You know, so it's always been a little bit of a battle to find people to work, especially when there's a, a new business moving in. It always basically seems like we just play shuffle the 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 employees but i I guess the question becomes where do these businesses find workers at this point well and it's kind of funny um you know i've had people say well we're back down to the unemployment rates that we had pre-pandemic so why is it that not that there's not enough workers well we didn't have enough workers before right but there's the unemployment is 
on uh, based on the number of workers who are actively seeking work or who ha- are a- available to work. And so um, I think over the pandemic, there was a fair number of people who just decided that they didn't want to work anymore, that they wanted to stay home and be a, a, a home parent and, and not, not uh, put their kids in daycare or they're working from home and making it work. And um, so um, I suppose maybe yeah. some at the, sort of at the tail end of their, you know, they're working anyway and thought, yeah. you know, what, we're just going to call it two I'll or three just, years early. Yeah, I'll just retire early or yeah. whatever. And, you know, the state had a lot of people who were within um, three to five years of retiring. And so I think they, they probably have lost. I don't. And then they're not filling those positions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's really it's really hard to say where some of the workers, some of the workers that were probably in the hospitality industry, um, had opportunity to move on to a different type of profession, and so they are not going back. You know, it's you know if you can get a job that has full benefits, and uh, even if it pays a little less, it, it's you know if you've got a family, that's important to have those yeah. full benefits. So, yeah, I I don't know. It's really a conundrum, and uh, you know, people there's a lot of people in town that are longtime residents that aren't happy with the number of people who've moved in here. We had uh, about a six percent, six point two percent net increase last year over COVID of people moving to Helena, but at least they're coming here and working. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, there may be a fair portion of them are working from home, but their spouses or their children are probably going to work in the workforce. And uh, I see them every morning going to work. I see the out-of-state license plates, and they're going to town at 8 o'clock in the morning or 7.30, and they must be going to work. Yeah. They're not all <laughs> going to class out at Carroll College. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, so I think, you know, I think you got to you have your economy has to grow and your community has to grow to be a, a vibrant community. Um, if you're not growing, you're stagnant. And yeah. I don't think any community wants to be like that. No. Oh, and part of that growth is is housing. And we were talking about it before the show started. They're trying. You know, the stuff's being built. We see it being built, houses and apartment complexes. But, you know, as soon as those are ready, those are full. They're, they're they, full they just can't the keep up. The second they get them done. And uh, and it is really hard for people to find appropriate housing at a price they can afford. I I know through the pandemic, and this really surprised me, is the uh, rents went up probably two to four hundred dollars a month on the average, and it seems like that was kind of cruel to raise your rents during a pandemic. But you, you know, for a landlord, uh, they still have to pay all their taxes and mm-hmm. everything. And when you have people who are not paying their rent at all because they are protected. Um, under under federal mandate that they don't they can't be evicted, you know. Then then that puts the landlords into quite a position of trying to still pay for their their costs. Yeah, and, they still and have to upkeep and yeah yeah yeah. So so I guess there's a reason, but I I don't know. I I I was really surprised. Some of our bigger complexes that you would think are pretty solid. Um, I, I know one of our larger ones uh, went up four, on average of $400 a month, and even on a small one-bedroom apartment. And, and they didn't have anywhere to go, so they had to just pay it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it, it, it's tough right now with, uh, with housing here, but uh, you know, at least we're not Bozeman. Yeah, no. <laughs> Bozeman's really got some challenges, and and you know they're going to become sort of like a, a resort town, like Big Sky, where Big yeah. Sky had to build build um, apartments and stuff for their for their lower income workers because you got to have workers. 
doesn't matter how much everybody in the community makes or is worth because, you know, obviously they got a high number of, of millionaires, but um, they you still need workers and they can't afford to live in Big Sky. And they do bus people from Bozeman on a daily basis to go up there and work. But then, you know, you're on the bus for an hour a day and. Yeah, you know that's a, that's yeah. a tough go too. But uh, yeah, if but Bozeman's going to become a lot like that. They're going to have to do right. something where because you still need workers and you can't pay every worker fifty thousand a year. Yeah, and if people think Helena's growing too fast or too, Bozeman is. I mean, it's it's exploding. It really over is. There. It really is. And and uh, you know, it's kind of uh, one of the new stats we came up with in our labor report that I was surprised about is we we are number two in high tech jobs behind Bozeman. behind Bozeman. But I mean, that surprised me that yeah. Helena, Montana was that. And, uh, you know, to see that, you know, there's there's so much to be said about living in Helena. And I think we had a fair number of Bozeman's people move to Helena. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, it is a very desirable place and that's driving our costs up. We've had um, a fair number of people from out of state move in here and, um, uh, you know, everything's kind of booming in Helena, but uh, it's, you know, we also have our challenges. The other challenge that, that we identified in our, our labor report that came out um, is that we're only meeting about half the need for childcare. Yeah. I mean, think of the young couples. You want young people to move to Helena and keep our town vibrant and 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 work here and live here and have a good life in, in Helena, but... Um, you know they need childcare because probably eighty percent of the fa- of the young families need to have two incomes. So if one of them can't work from home with the children, then they have to have childcare, and childcare is expensive. Um, if you have two kids, it's not unusual to pay between fifteen and seventeen hundred dollars a month for childcare. So it takes two pretty good um, incomes to, yeah. to cover that. And so uh, we need more daycares and, and we need you know more options. We need businesses to step up and, and put uh, child care facilities in their business for their workers to help keep the cost down for their workers and be uh, an employer of choice and to help with this deficit. Because, you know, I know when I was young, if my employer would have had a daycare that I could pay a little less at and take my kids to work and drop them off, mm-hmm. that would have been ideal. That's that's a pretty sweet deal if you're looking, comparing companies. Yeah. You got some folks working at home now. You got some empty space. Put in a daycare. I like it. Yeah. Kathy Burwell is joining us today. She's the president and CEO of the Helena Area Chamber of Commerce. And we've got to take a break. So we're going to go ahead and do that. But then we'll be back with more on Coffee Break. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. 
Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash security. Welcome back. This is Coffee Break. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Do sure appreciate that. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. And Kathy Burwell is with us today. And, uh, you know, we were talking about all kinds of stuff in the first half, but uh, you were talking about the, the the report that you put out, some numbers out now on uh, quite a few things. And, uh, you know, the average home sale, I, I wrote the numbers down here, $352,000 in, uh, in, in 2020. 1,050 homes sold in 2020, the average days on market 10. Uh, those are going, f- I mean. The- it's amazing. Yeah, you see um, the numbers. And, of course, I, I thank my good friend George Harris at the uh, Helena Realtors for giving me um, a lot of my stats, too. But, um, yeah, you see it, uh, homes on market, and the average sale is taking seven days right now. Well, if you um, think of uh, many of them are not even lasting 24 to 48 hours, and they'll have multiple offers, and they're going for well over the asking price. But um, it's just been kind of crazy. You know, two years ago, we had about 300 homes on the market in July this year we had 67. Wow. I mean, that's, 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 there was only 98 homes in the entire county for sale in July. Um, and that includes Lincoln and Augusta mm-hmm. and wherever. Um, it's, it's just crazy how things have changed. And, uh, but you know, I think, I think if you, um, if you use a good realtor, that that knows how to navigate this market i think people can get into a home that they want and um i i think you know they're the realtors are working very hard to bring new homes into the you know um, market and i know they stop by my house about every week and say would you sell your house sure <laughs> you have one like, for me to move into i'd have to buy one right that's it's so, a great time to sell if you've got somewhere to yeah, go yeah it is a good pl- time to sell if you've got a place to move to or whatever but uh, you know just to sell and make make some good money on your house you have to have a plan in place because mm-hmm. you could pay you could pay 100,000 more than you ever paid for your house yeah. Just to get into a smaller house right. if you're retiring or whatever. So um, people have to, to navigate this market carefully. But and, and I would I would stress the importance of having a good realtor. Yeah. Because 100%. Uh, Helena has some wonderful realtors and uh, they can really help you. And sometimes they know about something coming on the market before it's listed. So, you know, having someone who's in the know and who who might be able to uh, help you get into something quicker than than and not have so much disappointment if yeah. you don't get a house. I think that's really important to select a realtor you have a lot of faith in. Yeah. Well, also in that report, uh, I saw a cost of living has gone up over the last little bit. We've been per- sitting pretty steady, about 95 percent yeah. of yeah. national average. And now we're well, about 98. It could have gone up more. I mean, I don't know that. Um, that the numbers have really hit because of the increase in rent mm-hmm. and and uh, home costs and that. Uh, but, you know, a lot of that cost of living is things that you purchase like food and items right. to, to run your home. Um, but, but I anticipate the next um, number to come out when they finally come out with 2021. I think it's going to go up 3 to 5%. 
um, we're, we're just not going to hang down there that low when we have had so much influx and everything has increased. I mean, everything. You, yeah. you look around, even at the grocery store. Yeah, bread I, and milk I, is more expensive. I have noticed yeah. that groceries are higher. It's more expensive to truck things in. And, uh, you know, it's but, – but we're still – you know, I don't know that we're going to pop up there like Bozeman last year was 118%, you know. And, and I had some, I have some stats that are pretty amazing on why people are moving here from like California or New mm-hmm. York or whatever. Uh, in San Francisco, the cost of living is 87% higher than living in Helena, Montana. Wow. So, you know, uh, the only place that showed up as being less expensive or I mean better than Helena, was Dallas, Texas, you know, of the big cities. Mm-hmm. But even New York was 70, 80% more expensive. And, you know, it just it's just amazing how much more expensive it is to live in some of those bigger cities. And so that's why people are going, oh, hey, you know, it's a little safer in Montana and their costs are less. And, you know, if they sell a, a 1970s bungalow in California for $1 million, they can come here and buy a much nicer house yeah. for a half a million dollars and That's, think they've hit the jackpot yeah, and they got still money be able in to the buy bank. a couch yeah. yeah and they probably paid cash <laughs> for the house you yeah. know so um you know it's just it is what it is and um you know i guess i'm maybe not like some people i i think that we need to welcome these people to our community and help them become montanans mm-hmm. you know because yeah. we want them to to adopt our way of life not necessarily bring their way of life here i think they they should uh they should uh adopt the the style of living that helena has to offer that's why they came here yeah yeah i think yeah. a lot of people come yeah. here because they want yeah. that lifestyle and but what I would we have say that most of the people that have moved to helena are very good people and and uh we would want to welcome them yeah Kathy Burwell is with us today on Coffee Break. We've got about five minutes left with her. Probably time to uh, hit at least a couple of things uh, in, in terms of new businesses or business changes or uh, that sort of thing. Uh, I've seen uh, you talked about there's uh, something happening for the the old Macy's building. Yeah, the realtor that's handling the Macy's building um, uh, said that there is a contract on it. Um, he wouldn't tell me what it was, but he said I was going to be happy. Oh, so well, there you let's go. let's say I, I'm I like just that. hopeful that it's a, a retail and a big one, yeah. Um, because we really um, have missed that. Anybody who's done school shopping mm-hmm. um, this past fall knows that it was a little more challenging without a, a big store like Macy's. Um, but uh, yeah, things are starting to happen. There's something something moving on the shopco building i don't know they won't tell me because they they're fearful i'll put it in my column <laughs> so but but it's they want to wait till contracts it's just are signed encouraging and, to know yeah. that that building isn't going to sit empty forever and ever yeah and uh, it's really a big building and so you know to get that back everything kind of vibrant along uh north montana and that there. bank is going in over the uh, chase oh, bank it's going up yeah. uh, very quickly and it's bigger than i thought it was going to be the the foundation didn't look that big but uh, uh, the bank itself is pretty good size. And then there'll be a bank, um, a new bank, of course. We broke ground for the first inter- first interstate bank mm-hmm. um, over on the mall. And they just did that a week or so ago. And that's going to be a nice bank with a drive through um, The Taco Bell is, is going up quickly in that, um, in the mall area. Eventually, the building that has the towers on it will be torn down and there'll be a stockman bank built there 
And then I know that um, the developers have several buildings that are set to start this fall on that uh, on the east side of that property. I believe a 65 unit housing unit is going to go up on the east end of that. And then there's a big office building also planned to start. And then, of course, we don't, we're not sure when Benefice is going to start their building. But mm-hmm. that, I believe, will be a substantial building that Benefice is putting in there because they're going to have not only a, a lot of clinic and, and specialists there, they're going to have some surgical uh, facilities there. So that'll take a while to get up just because yeah. of the size. And they, yeah. uh, I, I saw you mentioned that uh, Ribbon Chop might be coming. Yeah, we that, heard that. If people yeah. haven't eaten there, it's yeah, really good. They've been, they've been uh, scouting around town, and, and several people have told me that they either had conversations with them or dealt with them, that they're looking. You know, we were waiting for Montana Club to come mm-hmm. in, and I don't know what why they're still on hold. I, I still think they'll come. But uh, those are two very high-quality restaurants, and... Um, I think it'd be great. Ribbon Chop was um, started in Livingston, Montana, and uh, they have uh, spread out to certain towns in Montana and Wyoming, and maybe even Idaho. And they're, but they're a really good um, steak and seafood type of restaurant. I think they're also fairly affordable. You know, I think yeah. if you um, look at both the Montana Club and the uh, rib and chop, you know, their their meals are not outrageously high. Yeah, it's a good date night option. So exactly. that's going to be nice. I, I saw uh, we got 90 seconds left, and uh, I know they are. You mentioned it in uh, one of your recent columns. Uh, the uh, Montana Governor's Mansion is going to be uh, yeah, worked so on. I actually had I... dinner over there w- with the governor and a couple other people here recently, and it, it, it's a nice place, but it uh, it's a very dated place. Yeah, place. It's he said like some of the electrical. Sixties. <laughs> yeah, some of the electrical has issues. He said there are bathrooms where the plumbing doesn't work. Yeah. you know there there are yeah. definite issues there because it's just never been. Well, I think on. it's it, it's kind of political if you think about it. No governor ever wanted to to demand that that money was put right. into that because then it looks self serving, and um, you know so they don't want that. They want. Um, they want. They didn't want to appear that it was self, you know, for themselves or their family. So actually, Governor Bullock went to the legislature at the end of his term when he was termed out and requested that they invest in that in that uh, mansion. And um, I think mansion is a little stretch. It is. It's, it um, is. It, you know, I think it's an honorary title. Yeah, yeah. But it, it should be something Montana's proud of. And I think there's some issues with security there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's nice for the Montana governor to live normal, but they also need to be protected. And, and uh, it's a very nice location close to the Capitol. But um, it's it's been needed for a yeah. long time, and uh, uh, Governor Gianforte and, and his wife Susan have um, a house they're moving into um, until it's done because yeah. it'll take, it'll be it it'll be really nice. Year. It'll yeah. be nice to see that yeah. done. But Kathy, we didn't know what we were going to talk about, and now we're all out of time. I know. Well, I Every always time. enjoy coming, and and uh, you know things are rocking in Helena, and we should just be very proud of our city. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.